0: this is wetlock my true unscripted chronicles as a prison wife join me on my journey as i bring you crazy stories informative facts updates on my husband advice from my family and friends and special guests giving their true life stories on the prison system this is not your average love story. Welcome to Wetlock. Hey, guys, so today I want to touch on exes and not as my husband's exes, but just exes in general and the reason why is because you know they say when guys go to jail everything you know comes to light all their business is brought out to light and I must say that I have witnessed this a few times in some of my friends or other people's situations that I know when the narrative can't be controlled by these men things get messy in my opinion, it's it's from it's it's a form of disrespect. And I say that cuz the actions are done when the control is gone. It's like a loose dog running the street that had a leash on that was held by their owner. I have never been a messy female. I don't do the disrespect thing. And I have never understood where this battery they get put on their back with this energy that was not the way it was when these guys were home why would you expose what you know was supposed to be kept in the dark anyway what is the point of that i have never understood that like why are you exposing something that was supposed to be in the dark? It's like, you was never whatever you trying to be now. So why talk about it? And 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 for me, my responses have always been opposite. You know, that does not move me. It actually makes me look at women who do that as like straight up clowns. Because I... If the energy wasn't like that before, of course, I'm going to notice where this energy is coming from. And that, to me, makes anybody, male or female, look like a straight clown to me. Now, some men do lie. Some men do kick it like you're the only one. And although I don't do the disrespect, I don't do the messy stuff, I can actually understand why they probably flip. Now, I'm a private person, so I I could never get the satisfaction from it. And honestly, I'm quick to walk away and just leave things be like you're not going to make me act a fool and look crazy. I just have way too much class um, to even allow, you know, myself to go out like that I can't do it now my husband does have three kids with three different women he was married before and of course I mean he has encountered other women we're grown we're adults um he has a past and I have a past but the good thing about it me and my husband talk about everything it's not anything that we don't know about each other and if it is that just means that it just has never come up something never triggered that type of conversation but outside of that we pretty much talk about everything and that's another reason why I respect and love my husband because when we were friends he did not take my choice away he did not take my choice away guys he actually told me who he was and it's funny because you know within our friendship he always used to say how he could just talk to me about anything he just felt free to just talk to me and just tell me everything and now guys some of the things (laughs) used to make the hair on the back of my neck stand up i'm not gonna lie because we live two different lifestyles but I respect him because he did not take my choice away. He didn't pretend to be this person. You know, his representative wasn't in full effect. And I got tricked. I know I know exactly who he is. I know exactly who he was. And like I said, we talk about everything. And so, it's like, no matter what or how things could have ever played out nothing could ever get up under my skin you know nothing could ever get up under my skin because we, we talk about everything now I will say there has been a few times where my name has been brought up disrespectfully to him um and we discussed it and as I told you guys before we don't dwell in the bullshit we don't dwell in the negativity um, and he knows he know I emphasize that I don't do the disrespect. So when we've had these conversations, you know, I've always expressed to him like, listen, just keep the bullshit away from me. You know, my name has no reason to even come up in any of your you guys' conversations or anything like that. I mean, guys, I have a terrible temper, and a lot of times. I have to beg for people to leave me alone like because I just don't I don't want no parts and and I don't want no parts for a reason. So I have had to say that to him before and it's not me saying oh do what you want to do, you know, just as long as it don't affect me. No. My thing is I don't owe anybody from his past anything. No explanation, no conversation, no nothing. He has the connection with those people. I didn't. So whatever energy and issues that a person may have, it needs to be steered his way and not mine. And as a man, he needs to handle that. And that has been the understanding that we have had this whole entire time. Um, We don't get off into it too much you know and and again when we did it was in the beginning and it was our growing pains outside of that no problems no problems whatsoever now there have been a few times where i actually made my social media private because it's you know my page is public And he did not like it. He didn't like it because he felt like, you know, I don't think that you should change or adjust the way things have been all this time for you because of me. And it really wasn't because of him. It was because of me. And I say that because I have had other incidents within other relationships where I just learned that I have to protect my home. I have to protect my family and who I'm with. So it's off limits. And that has come from several, you know, years of just, you know, dealing with certain situations within certain relationships or just, you know, friendship with guys and, you know, things like that. You know, when you had a woman who, like to talk to who you talk to because they feel like you know if you getting this from him they can get this from him or um you know you got people who just want what you want i mean want what you have and especially by me being a person who worked in the club i think one of the biggest mistakes i ever made was at asking a boyfriend to come see me at my job and I can honestly say it it's downhill from there. And and I I I experienced that for a long time with with an ex. I mean, it was bad. (laughs) Like it it was bad. But a lot of these run ins taught me, you know, that it's off limits. So when I made my page private, it really had nothing to do with him and what his past was and what he had going on. I just felt like it's off limits. You know, I, I didn't I didn't want to deal with people coming to my page just to see who I was or you see what I had going on and you know all the little girl stuff I'm I'm a grown-ass woman and the first thing I think about is everything I have to lose so again because I don't do the disrespect and because I don't you know get into messy and all this kind of stuff I just I'll shut it down I'll shut it down just to protect what I actually have. And eventually, I mean, I you know, made my page back public, of course, but it was just, you know, that that gut feeling as a woman, you know, I just didn't have time for it. I just did not have time for it. And again, you know, me and my husband had two different lifestyles and um I just didn't want anything to jeopardize what we was building. So, I felt like I was going to do what I could do to just keep whatever kind of drama down and away from me. Not saying that anything came to me or I I thought something was going to come to me. Um, I just knew because... the way that I love my husband, I knew this relationship was going to be different. I knew before the engagement, before the, you know, let's get married, I knew as we were getting closer and as we were building, I knew that this relationship was going to be different. And it's like I, pre- I prepared. I prepared to protect. Because I knew eventually, like, it was going to be on a, a level that I have never taken it to with anybody else. And so I had to go ahead and, and, and just start shutting things down. You know, I, I didn't want anything to come in between us. I wanted to protect what we were building. I really did. Because at that at that moment when I start realizing the love between me and him... And how things were moving so fast because of how we was, I mean, our connection is so strong. I was like, oh no, see, I can't, I can't play this. I can't now these other relationships I've had, these other dudes that, you know, I done kicked it with, you know, whatever the case may be, that level of security and protection, I didn't have that. I didn't have that. So I knew I gotta protect this. I gotta protect this so it had nothing to do with him it had everything to do with me and um you know like I said once I explained it to him he he understood where I was where I was coming from and you know that's why I love him and I respect him because he actually respects my mind and how I think about things um and I don't try to put my past off onto him and he doesn't try to put his past off onto me Now, um, so yeah, so the, as I was saying, the thing that, that I have witnessed with men when they, you know, are incarcerated a lot of times because women get into this emotional state, you know, Especially when they're upset or they ma- they're they mad because, you know, he done moved on or he talking to somebody else or whatever the case may be. And it might not even have nothing to do with another female. Just the fact that people revengeful, people like to get back, especially when they feel like you're helpless. You know, OK, now, now the control is in your court. The ball is in your court. So you're going to drag this man because of all the things he might have did to you, you know, when he was out again, those are weak moves to me. Very weak. And I have I have seen I have seen them, you know, people handle situations like that. I mean, I have seen where women have used kids as as pawns. Um, I've seen where they just, you know, try to just create whatever kind of drama that they can to add stress, you know, as if stress is not enough for them being incarcerated. Um, I've seen them try to create friction because a lot of times when when, when a guy is incarcerated and you're creating fiction, friction, sorry guys, you're creating friction in his life, that friction causes stress on him and irritation on him which means that now it's spilling on to the new person that's in his life and so now it's it's like he has to find a way to appease both people which means that somewhere down the line some empty promises are being made and that is also an issue In my opinion, it's all bullshit. And the reason why I say that is because I've had people tell me, not me and not towards my situation, but I've heard people say, well, you know, he got to do it like this because he incarcerated right now, you know, and he don't really have no control. That's bullshit to me. That's bullshit to me. Now, again, and I could very well be saying this because, you know, I don't have children or, you know, I don't. I've never allowed people to control my livelihood. The reason why I can't go work for anybody right now and why I started my own business and and have a few is because I cannot let anyone control my livelihood. I cannot let anyone be the deciding factor except for God how I am going to move. And so for me... If you try to control me by either taking something away, holding it over my head, threatening me with it, I am going to hurt myself before I allow you to hurt me. And when I say that, I say that meaning I'll stop it on my own. I'll stop it on my own. I will just deal with not being able to or whatever it is until I can control that narrative again or, or until I can move around the bullshit. I am just not a person who likes to dwell in anything like that. I think it's extremely petty to make someone do what you want them to do by trying to control them. I think it's weak. I think it's sad, and I will never understand why would you want that to be your reality? Like, can you imagine sitting back saying, "Oh, wow, this this guy really only deals with me because I threatened him." <laughs> like, what? "Oh, this guy only does this. He only does this because I have to make him do it cuz I won't let him talk to his kids." Like, how are you comfortable with that? How are you okay with that? And it's it to me it's it's sick because it's like you're purposely trying to drag someone that's in a vulnerable, helpless situation and you know that they are and you're doing it because you chose to let them do you like that? See, guys, I'm a person who believes in taking responsibility. And anytime that I have gotten into a situation and either I got hurt from it or it backfired on me, I am the first person to say, oh, it was my fault. I knew better. It was my fault. I shouldn't have did this. I shouldn't have did that. I bought that on myself. So... I would never understand how a person is even okay that they have to do all of this stuff and, and and make a person act the way they want them to act to get something. So that means, guess what? They never wanted to do it in the first place. You just made them. I don't understand where's the comfort in that. But again, that's just how I am. <laughs> I cannot speak for... Everyone, um, and with my husband, I I don't force anything, I I just allow him to do what he feels is best as long as it doesn't affect me. And I'm not saying that to say, you know, go out there, do what you want to do, or you know, long as I don't find out. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, he's a man, and as a man. He has to control the narrative for the people that he has connection with. I don't have anything to do with that. Even with my situation, you know, I would never, ever, 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 ever allow a ex or anybody to address anything with my husband. No. I'm going to nip that in the bud right then and there. I'm going to check it, and that is what it is period period um you know (laughs) I feel like it all boils down to emotions and it's it's about hurt feelings you know um knowing a person that you loved you know, thought you was going to be with, you know, for the rest of your life or something, them walking out your life, you know, them moving on. All of these things are reasons why people act the way they act. And again, it's life. It's life. Things fall apart. Things don't work out. People fall out of love with each other. Um, and it's just about acceptance it's about acceptance and respect because you should not and you you should not even want to have to make people do certain things you know to get the results that you that you that you want to that you want to get and as 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 me as how i am um I I would never. I would never let another woman control my happiness. Never. Never. I will not compromise. I I will not um go along, to get along. Um I can't do it. I, I just, I just, I just cannot do it. I, the, the, I, I just cannot do it. And in some people, you know, it may seem very harsh. It may come off as, as mean, but the way my dad taught me, I can't go for that. I just, I just, I just cannot go for that. No matter how happy I am, no matter how much I might love a person, I am like the man who is going to the store to get the loaf of bread or the cigarettes and never come back home. I will walk away because my happiness, my self-respect is everything to me. It's everything to me. I'm not going to go back and forth. Um, I'm not going to prove who I am. I'm not going to pull a rank. I don't want to be... I don't own anybody. There, There's no territory type of thing for me. Protective, yes. Territorial, no. That's just not me. That's just not me. And I feel like you should not have to go through all that. You should not have to go through all that. It's just really simple. Again, acceptance, respect, self-love, and moving on. It's really, really, really simple. And that's for anybody um, you know, when you're in my life, I, I, I have the responsibility of making it clear and letting people know where you stand in my life and how you need to treat them and whatever issue that, that they might have or feel that's between me and that person, not them and whoever i'm with or with that whatever the situation may be i just i again it's about respect i just do not do the disrespect thing so in every relationship relationship marriage whatever it is a tone should always be set and i just feel like the respect everything should be respected everything and everyone in my life should be respected and that's just what it is um my past should not dictate my future and again that's how i feel even in my marriage you know my his past should not dictate our future another woman is not going to control my happiness and by no means will I ever condone it like again I'm not gonna do the go along to get along I will get on (laughs) like and again I don't care who it is I I don't I don't I don't care who it is I, I really don't care who it is because as I stated before even with me like no other man is going to feel like they can trump my husband no way no how um that's my life that's my every day you know what i'm saying that's who when things aren't going good for me or when i need to you know cry or or that's who i'm going to you know that that's who i'm going to i'm not running to my mom i'm not running to my daddy i'm not running to my exes i'm not running i'm going to my husband so i would never let anyone trump him And that's the same respect that I, that I feel like I want, that I deserve. And that's what I want. Um, I will never put pressure on my husband. Um, I will hold him to a certain standard of making sure, um, that he holds me to the same one. I just want to live happy ever after, you know, and it's possible. It's possible again. Like I said, we don't have any drama, But I just, I just, you know, I know how things have gone in my previous relationships. I know how things have gone just for friends and just how life really is. And I just think as long as everyone respects each individual person, each old situation, new situation, wherever it may be, um, I think it is as simple as that. I think it's as simple as that. Um, my dad always told me, "Don't go for the wooden nickel," and that has always stuck with me. That has always stuck with me because I, I just can't settle. I just can't settle. I would never forget. I had a friend that told me the reason why I was single. One time he told me the reason why I was single or why I always while I'm always going through something with somebody was because I never really stayed down with anybody. And I'm like, huh? What you mean? You know? I never stayed down. And all I heard in that was Okay, so I never just accepted whatever. Um I never just really compromised my heart you know my my respect and I just pretty much dealt with whatever so because I wasn't compromising on my respect I wasn't compromising on my heart I wasn't gonna sit around and just go for anything or accept anything that's why I was single And I'm okay with that. I was okay with that. That's what my dad taught me. That's what my dad taught me. So going back to one of the episodes where it said about how, you know, certain women deal with guys or marry guys in in jail. That's why I couldn't really give my opinion on that or speak on it, because by no means was I raised to be like that I never was out here searching for love and you know I never was a person who I'm a strong woman I am a strong woman and I was ready to be a strong single woman need be because I just hold myself to a certain standard and I believe I deserve the world and if I had to wait on the world that was fine that was fine with me and now, looking back at everything I've gone through, it was really worth the wait. All the up and downs and all the mistakes and all the tears and all the frogs, it was worth it. It was definitely worth it because eventually I found the person that was going to treat me and love me the way I deserved. And no matter what his past was, his past relationships, the person that he was with these people... It has no bearing on what we have now. And when those situations come up, that's for him to deal with. That's for him to deal with. I respect everything my husband has going on. I respect every choice that he's ever made. Um, And... It has it, it has nothing to do with me. It just has nothing to do with me. We have an understanding. Like I said, we talk about everything. We are friends. So we know how each other feels about certain things. And he respects me. He respects me. And I respect him. And I love him. And I know he loves me. And and again, you know, we still we still have grown No, a lot of growing to do we definitely have a lot of growing to do when he comes home as well because a lot of these issues are going to come back up once he gets out and i know this you know I, i i definitely know this but when it comes to exes and old relationships and things like that i do not entertain it i am not going to entertain it um it's drama i don't do the drama I will leave it where it is, walk away, because all I want to do is live my best life and be peaceful. And I don't want anybody to control the narrative of my happiness. And if my husband allows it, he will not be my husband. Period. And he knows that. And it's vice versa. Nobody is going to control the narrative for me. Not ever. Not ever so there you have it there you have it ladies um being a prison wife you know as my best friend said you're gonna have a past coming up um because of where they are and for whatever reason the, the, the thought is that they can't control certain things because they are away from i think it's it's an excuse, but at the same time, um, I understand the logic. Again, I am an empath. I can put myself in a lot of shoes and get understanding. Me understanding something doesn't mean that I go for it. It doesn't mean that I'm down with it or I accept it. I mean it just means I respect it. And it doesn't it doesn't mean anything past that point. So um yeah guys like I said I, I just I don't do the exes. I don't do the, you know, baby mama drama. I don't do the old relationship drama. I don't do the, you know, oh, he was this, this, this with me. I don't do any of that. I would just want, want, want. Like, I'm not going to even pay attention to it. I, I'm just not. And and I'm glad I'm like that because it, it just who, who wants to go through life? Who wants to go through life with all of that? It's just so, it's so much wonderful things and fun things and amazing things to experience. That bullshit and drama is not what I'm trying to experience. So, I am glad that you guys tapped in with me on my topic of the day. And this was 30 minutes long, so I got to jump back into the rest of the episode. You know, you guys, I appreciate you and thank you again for tuning in and joining me on my journey and ladies don't go for the wood nickel. you know what time it is? It's story time, guys. So, I was trying to go into my story memory bank. Like I said, we have so many stories, um corny ones, <laughs> serious ones, um random random Crazy stuff, but I wanted to tell you guys about my trip to Miami (laughs) for my best friend's birthday. We went to Miami, and let me just tell you, we love Miami. We normally go every three months, these past couple of months, it has been so much going on in both our personal lives from you know me having a lot of orders and and just couldn't find the time well not couldn't find the time but just was not able to go um due to scheduling to you know her having to do a lot of orientation for her job, you know, training training classes and we probably have rescheduled Our flight to Miami at least three times now, which is so not the norm for us because we normally go every three months. And I am so ready to go back to Miami. I cannot wait to get back to Miami. We're supposed to be going for my birthday. My birthday is coming up on the 29th, and we're supposed to be going, but again, um we have we both have some prior stuff we have to take care of so i don't know guys but anyway we went to miami for my best friend's birthday and this was around the time that me and my husband really really had gotten to that in love stage and when i tell you he went to miami with us (laughs) He was in Miami with us from the time I got on a plane to the time I got off the plane to the time I got back on the plane, coming back home four days later. He was with me in Miami and it was so crazy because first of all, I want to say Miami on the phone cost us about $400. Seriously, guys, about $400 because I'm going to be honest with you. Me and my husband have such a connection that we get on that phone like, we're in high school. Like we we this our this is our first love. Like like lovebirds. Like we are in high school and we get on that phone and it's like we cannot just okay, talk to you later. No. 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 It's constant calling right back. You know, we we'll watch a movie on the phone. We have literally been on the phone doing verses like literally i am i got my tv up so he can hear verses we we are listening to verses together so the whole time that i was in miami my husband was in miami with me he was at starbucks in miami he was at the bar in miami he was at bacon bitch in miami he was at the stores when we were shopping in miami um When it was time to go to sleep, you know, we was on the phone till I fell asleep in Miami, till I woke up in Miami. Like, he was with me. He was with me in Miami. And what was so cool about it was that although it was my best friend's birthday, she really, that's when she really, really, really was expressive about how supportive she was about me and his relationship and how she was really glad that we had found each other my best friend really got to see me happy you know like truly truly happy smile on my face all the time happy and she could hear it in her uncle's voice so it wasn't like oh wait a minute you on the phone you know we're in Miami for my birthday it was nothing like that it was nothing like that one of the things that you know makes me and my best friend get along very well is that we're both loners like we don't have to be around people we can go out you know on way kick it by ourselves, you know and still have a good time so you know we're not needy and just the fact that she just was so supportive and cool with it and it was her birthday I mean, don't get me wrong. I definitely made up for all of that because, you know, that was my birthday present to her was to, you know, take her to Miami. And I would not allow this girl to pay for anything. So we still had fun. We still had fun. But I just thought it was just, you know, the cutest thing that literally like he was in Miami with me. And although you know he couldn't really physically be there it's like his spirit was still good like he did he wasn't like you know you know how i know sometimes like i could feel some type of way like damn you know i don't want to i don't want him to hear me having too much fun he can't have fun or damn you know i don't want to keep talking about how good this food is but he's so not like that like He experienced whatever I'm experiencing. It's like he's experiencing it too. And so his spirits are always up. It's never down. And everything I did, like he he was just, he was loving every moment. He was just living through me, you know, living through me. And I kept telling him, we're going to be here. We're going to be here soon. You know, don't worry about it. We're going to be here soon. Even to the point where, I told him, like, I wanted to move to Miami. I wanted to get an Airbnb there. So when we did come to Miami, we would actually have somewhere to stay. Because, again, me and my best friend, is like every three months. But, yeah, guys, I mean, that's what I'm telling you how strong our connection is. Like, that whole Miami trip we was on the phone and I loved every minute of it I loved every minute of it I didn't care how much it cost it didn't bother me I still had a good time my best friend still had a good time um my other home girl you know she was there so you know everybody was just really supportive like nobody wasn't on some oh you on the phone the whole time or nothing like that like I anticipated everything every time he called me and every time he called me he was just so excited about whatever we was experiencing whatever we was doing wherever we was like it was it was cool it was cool so again you know just one of the many experiences and and stories this one isn't all mushy mushy and too too corny for you guys but Yeah, my husband went to Miami with me from the jail cell. (laughs) And I just, those those are the memories as of right now that we are creating. And I am enjoying every minute of it. It continuously keeps us growing stronger and our bond getting stronger. And, um... And actually, that is when he told me (laughs) that I was his fiance when we were in Miami. So, Miami, for me, this time around, has some really, really good memories, guys. Really good memories for me. And again, I love my husband. I love my husband. So, that is the story of the day, guys. Um... Miami, me and my husband in Miami. What more can I say? (laughs) All right, guys. So thank you. Thank you for tuning in. This is episode five. time for the meme of the day you have a prepaid call from six words that are guaranteed to bring a prison wife instant joy pretty much pretty much guys i know when i hear her on the end of my phone i turn into a little puppy wagging its tail (laughs) All right, guys, so we are going to move into my favorite part of the episode, updates on my husband. My husband is in great spirits, guys. He is still taking it one day at a time, still keeping his positivity up. Um, Nothing has really changed, still 23 hour lockdown you know, that same hour to pretty much do everything he needs to do as far as shower, using the phone, checking the email. He did have to get tested for COVID again. I believe they're testing them every two two to three days. And (laughs) I am sure that actually sucks. That COVID test, I don't know if some of you guys have been tested. I'm sure many of you have. And it's the absolute worst, it is so irritating. But what is so interesting about that is, I have been getting that same test for years, at least once a year, I have bronchitis. And anytime I get a bronchitis infection, I go to the doctor knowing I have a bronchitis infection and they are still determined to stick that long Q-tip up in my nose That feels like it is touching my eye socket. And sometimes the tip of my brain. And it is the absolute worst. It is so irritating. So like I told him today. Welcome to my world. But he is doing great guys. Um, Outside of the food not being good. (laughs) That he has complained about almost every day. um, He's trying to stay away from salt. So he cannot wait to get his commissary so he can um, get his Mrs. Dash and his Goya seasoning. But outside of that, he's doing great. He is doing great. Um, Our Norm, our Norm is coming back, talking to him every day. I am ecstatic about that. You know, hearing his voice every morning, it puts a smile on my face. It gets my day started. And that is pretty much it, guys. That is the update on my husband. And I just want to thank you guys for um, keeping him uplifted, keeping him in your prayers. It is truly, truly appreciated. And again, I thank you for joining me on my journey, on our journey. It's appreciated. And I cannot say it enough. So now, guys, we are going to move to the next part of the episode on a serious note. Today's on a serious note facts, I wanted to talk about prison food. Now, I'm sure some of you have heard about inmates coming home with health problems such as high blood pressure and diabetes to name a few. Even before this podcast, I began doing research due to my husband having high blood pressure. I wanted to learn exactly what he was eating and possible alternative ways for him to get the nutrients he needs while he's in there. I mean. With having to choose from the prison food versus commissary, not being able to get proper exercise can definitely lead to major health risk. I mean, my husband loves to work out. It's a part of his daily regimen. So not being able to properly do those things right has really been a major concern for me. So of course I stumbled up on an article, guys, and no, it's not from the New York Times. This article title is Food for Thought. Prison Food is a public health problem. It was published in 2017. And it reads This past fall, a new report from Prison Voice Washington. Detail the decline in food quality served in the state's correctional facilities. While incarcerated people often voice complaints about very real quality of life issues related to food service, there is a broader public health concern here. The long-term health consequences of forcing incarcerated people to consume unhealthy food. The report from the Prison Voice Washington reveals how changes in food service at the Washington Department of Corrections violates the state's own healthy nutrition guidelines. Since turning over food service to the department's business arm, Correctional Industries, the quality of food has deteriorated and culinary job opportunities that require actual cooking skills have dried up. People incarcerated in Washington are now being forced to eat unhealthy processed food from its central food factory. The downturn in the prison food quality can be blamed on larger trends towards industrialization. Industrialization as exemplified by the Washington State Prison, replaces cooking from scratch with processed foods that may only require reheating before serving. When the Department of Corrections turned over responsibility for food services to correctional industries, it substituted 95% industrialized, plastic wrap, sugar-filled, food products for locally prepared, healthy food. High processed and hasty prepared food is typical of privatized food service as well. Nationally, much of the prison's food is outsourced to two large private corporations, Aramark Correctional Services and Trinity Service Group the targets of increasing numbers of inmate grievances and embarrassing lawsuits. While under contract with AmeriMart, for example, kitchens in Michigan and Ohio prisons reportedly served food tainted by maggots, rotten meat, food pulled from the garbage, and food on which rats nibbled. What's especially disheartening about the state of the food in Washington prisons is that not long ago, incarcerated people in each facility were preparing food fresh from scratch using ingredients grown at the prisons or bought from local farmers. According to the Prison Voice Washington, prisoners grew their own food Maintained dairies and bakeries, and the food was cooked locally. Today, there is just one massive farm which correctional industries use. And guys, (laughs) it says it only has a few small gardens. And substantially, the fresh food is really, really bleak from food reality. Now, I also pulled a few facts um, about the menus. So, a menu analyst from a large Georgia jail, found incarcerated people there were served a diet too high in cholesterol, saturated fat and sodium, and too low in fiber and several micronutrients. All factors linked to an increase of risk of heart disease. Now, an analyst in South Carolina found similar deficiencies And like the Washington study, found the menu too stingy in fruits, vegetables, and milk, and too reliant on starches. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention reports that sodium is off the charts in the U.S. prisons. In 1989, the most recent year of available data, federal prisons were serving a diet of 10,000 milligrams of sodium per day. By 1995, their goal was to reduce it to 6,500 per day, still almost three times the recommended upper limit. So yes, prison food tastes bad, but most importantly, it's really bad for you. I mean, it affects your weight. It affects chronic diseases. The list goes on and on guys on just how even racial health disparities, I mean, it talks about African Americans are most likely to suffer from hypertension and diabetes due to the food. Um incarceration may help structure obesity like these studies basically break down that a lot of this food and what they're eating um is really not good for them and it's definitely a wonder why they are coming home with these health issues now i was able to pull a menu from the Federal Bureau of Prisons and it is from 2012 and I'm going to give you a bit of the menu so let's see and this is based on um, a five day menu so we have Monday breakfast fresh orange juice package of oatmeal three slices of bread two cups of skim milk and two packs of jelly and two margarine and then for lunch you have one pack of bologna one one potato chip one vegetable juice three slices of bread two salad dressings two mustards fresh apple and a beverage then for dinner you have vegetable stuffed cabbage tomato sauce parsley potatoes mixed vegetables three slices of bread two margarines fresh apple and a beverage and that is on a monday it seems as if the food is pretty much the same for breakfast um Lunchtime, it changes a bit from um, chicken filly, chicken, I'm sorry, chicken patty, the gravy, mashed potatoes. Um, Wednesday, you have sardines and potato chips for lunch. Thursday, you have Salisbury steak and gravy and potatoes with lima beans. Friday, you have beans and franks and potatoes. And that's for lunch. And on the dinners, you have like spaghetti and meatballs, vegetable cutlet with mushroom, gravy, um, meatloaf with brown gravy and mashed potatoes. And that's pretty much a five-day menu, a certified food menu that, was published and prepared in 2012. I can definitely see why they would choose to eat noodles and a snicker bar before even having anything remotely close to enjoying stuffed cabbage. Wow. So, guys, those are my serious no facts. Like I said, um, that has been something that I have definitely paid close attention to recently um, due to my husband, you know, having high blood pressure, something that I definitely expressed to you guys back when he was in Atlanta with the whole lockdown thing. There are so many issues that tie into each Eat each other when it comes to their health and to just know that these inmates which are basically being fed like animals were getting food that was rotten you know with maggots and coming from trash that rats have been nibbling on is just completely disgusting and this is why I mean not to jump into the political side of it because again um this podcast is really more so about my journey with my husband but again this is part of the journey this is a part of the process it is very important that we um continue to pay attention that you know, what is actually going on with our loved ones. You know, it's very important that we are their voice. You know, they can't really speak for themselves in certain situations, and it is our job that we do so. Um, We have to, we have to, we have to make sure that their rights, their civil rights and their constitutional rights are, constantly upheld and not violated and don't be afraid to speak up I have had to a few times call the jail and get people on the phone when even my husband was on lockdown due to actions of someone else and to me it was just inhumane so we have to stay up on this guys because they're they're prisoners they're prisoners and they will treat them exactly like prisoners but that does not mean that they are animals that does not mean they deserve to be mistreated so do not be afraid to stand up for them do not be afraid to use your voice i definitely will use mine um a friend of mine um right now has actually started an organization called FAIR and in the beginning you know when I was having issues with my husband and the jail that he was at you know I would call on her for advice on what to do and she helped me and a lot of things that she helped me figure out you know I did a lot of research on my own but I was my husband's voice I was my husband's voice And I just hope you guys, you know, can do what needs to be done to make sure that your loved ones are taken care of and that they're not being violated. And again, as I said before, thank you for being with me on this journey. But this is not just my journey. I share this journey with all of you and we have to stick together and make sure that our loved ones are okay it's very imperative guys it is so imperative so thank you guys thank you thank you thank you thank you can't tell you enough i know you guys are so tired of me saying that but i appreciate it i really really do and that is On a serious note, facts, guys. Well, guys, this concludes our episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you were entertained. And most of all, I hope you will continue this journey with me. Be sure to hit the subscribe button guys. As I stated in my previous episodes, as I continue this journey, I will get better. I promise to bring you good content to keep you entertained. Make sure to follow the show's social media. Instagram is Wetlock Chronicles Podcast. Twitter is Wetlock Podcast. If you want to submit questions, advice or comment on the show, Hit the message link in the show's description and I will respond on my bonus episode on Fridays. For brand promotions, if you want to join in on an episode, share a story, spread some knowledge, please email me. Please email me at podcast at gmail.com. Wedlock Chronicles podcast at gmail.com thank you guys for tuning in thank you guys for being on this journey with me i look forward to bringing you my next episode so please stay safe stay blessed and welcome to wedlock